send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Well, hello, Graceful Warriors. We are back with another episode this week. A wife of noble character. Who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Hey, we're going to look at the Proverbs 31 woman. Is it relevant today? I've been involved in a lot of discussions this past week, both with family and with guys online. So sit back, grab your Bibles, pen and paper, and we'll be back after this. Welcome, beloved listeners, to Graceful Warrior, the podcast where faith meets fortitude. Hey, I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you, one step at a time. Join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of the world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing the warrior within. Are you ready to rise higher and embrace the light? If so, grab your sword and let's dive in. All right, all right, this graceful warriors. What is the wife of a noble character? Does this apply to us today? Or is it just, no, that's the old days, Monica. That's what Israel was all about. Well, you know, I've been in a few discussions this past week online, and I've talked to a lot of young men that claim to be Christian, and they're looking for that noble wife. But what actually is it? You know, when I was, I was talking to them, they began to talk about, well, it's a woman that's not looking at the guys all the time. She's not cheating, you know, and she's she's bringing up her end of it. And she, well, she also loves God. 
And as I began to talk to these guys out there and I'm like, okay, well, why is it that they are coming out against and so harshly against women? I mean, I've had guys that come out and just says, any woman that claims that they are a Proverbs 31 woman, they're all a bunch of liars. And I was like, wow, that that's pretty cold. That's pretty harsh. And, you know, it was for me being married already, I was like, well, wait a minute here. Before you pull the speck out of a woman's eye, young woman, you have to turn around and look at your life. I mean, yes, the guys are wrong when they say that. Yes, you know, they they calling uh, these young girls liars. And now granted, yes, there are girls out there that will lie, that will say they are all about that to get that, get that man, get them hooked, you know, get that ring on the finger. I get that. But what about the women that are, are sitting there going, hey, where are the Christian men? I'm tired of deadbeat dads. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of men out there that are just committing crimes. They have their pants sagged down to half their thighs. Men that don't get up and go to work and go find a job and are preparing that place for that bride to be. Instead, the men are moving in with the woman at her own house. Ah, see, now we get to a little bit of truth. But this episode isn't about the guys now, is it? No, it's about us ladies. And if you're already married, here's a question I pose at you. If you're already married, does that mean that this Proverbs 31 woman, you're null and void of of being a part of that? Oh, because you already got a ring on your finger that it doesn't matter now because you're going to work and raising the kids. No, it does apply to you. It applies to me as well. So let's dig in because a lot of women probably don't know. If you're listening today and you say, Monica, hey, I know about the Proverbs 31 woman. Okay. Congratulations that you're actually there. You know? That's right. Congratulations. You know that. But here's the question I pose at you. We've got a lot of women out there that are talking that are to this. Got a lot of women out there. But here's the here's the question I ask you guys. All right, all right, calm down. Sit back down. We're in the studio. All right. You know about the Proverbs 31 woman. Okay, but are you practicing it daily? That's the question. You're like, well. What is the Proverbs 31 woman? Let's dig in. Many of you know that when I grab my Bible, I'm reading from the NIV. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? While you guys are turning to Proverbs 31, I want to give a couple shout outs to some of my favorite subscribers out there. They have subscribed to the page and I absolutely 
love these two. I know these two. And so I want to get a shout out to Gloria over there in hot, hot state of Texas. Hello, Gloria. Thanks for subscribing. I hope the, the weather is starting to cool down just a tad. We're getting ready to go in fall. So send me a, send me an email. Let me know what the temperatures are over there. And to my one and only best, one of my best friends, he's, he's like a son to me. He's living over there in over there in uh, Missouri, the show me state. It's Jake. I want to give a shout out to Jake. Thanks, Jake, for supporting. And thanks for always sending those little text messages over. I love them. Um, I want to say hello to the wife. Allie over there, thank you for listening in. All right. Those are my two, my two shout outs for this week, for this month. All right. A wife of noble character, who can find she is worth far more than rubies. We are in Proverbs 31, and we're going to start in verse 10. All right. And well, now we're starting in verse 11. (laughs) Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Does your husband have full confidence in you that you are able to handle the tasks at hand to meet the day-to-day needs of the family? You know, and Here's something that just came to mind while I was reading this. And I wish I would have brought this up in the conversations that I've had this past week with these young men, the young generations looking for that wife or husband. Notice that this is talking about the married, marriage couple, the married wife. These young men are going out looking for a young woman that's not married saying, are you all this? But that's not what the young man is supposed to look for. This is within the marriage. So actually, Proverbs 31 applies to you and I, ladies, the graceful warriors. It applies to you and I as the bride, as the wife of our husband. Ah, so see, it does apply to us. Does your husband have full confidence in you? And does he lack nothing of value? Because you've got all of those needs met. You're the wife of his youth. You fill that stomach. You are support. Because remember, the wife was brought in to be a helpmeet to the husband, right? So he lacks nothing of value. It's kind of like the Adrian and Rocky thing. Are you there to spur your husband on? Even though he has good days and bad days, when we get into quarrels with each other, are you still there at the end of that quarrel to say, you know what? I love you. You do the best. I trust you do the best that you're going to do for this family in the decisions that you make. She brings him good, not harm. Are you always looking for your husband's best interest? That you are not out to deceive him or do things behind his back. 
or cause trouble or to cause him distress because now you done overspent the bank account and now he's got to work overtime. Now that's bringing harm. Do you bring him good, not harm, all the days of her life, not his life, of your life with him? Verse 13, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still at night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. So 13, 14, are you putting clothes on your kid's back or is it all about you, graceful warrior, woman of God? Is it all about making sure that your nails look good, that your car looks good, that your hairdo is all this and all that? It's not about that outward beauty, but it's about that inward beauty. Are we taking care to make sure that our kids are closed, our husbands have clothes? And then it says, verse 14, she is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar off are you providing food you're going to the grocery store you're going to the market squares that we still have today are you bringing that food in providing verse 15 she gets up while it is still night she provides food for her family sometimes girls during the holidays, right? It's getting up early. It's throwing those turkeys in, those hams, you know, all of those different times. Getting up early in the morning and starting all of that. Providing food for her family. Getting up and doing what you've got to do to provide, help provide that with your husband. She considers, and the, even the bottom part, and portions for her female servants. Hey, if you are blessed enough to have people come in, clean your house, wash the cars, mow the lawn, are you taking care of those people? Are you saying thank you? Not only is the payment there, because that's a that's a mutual contract right there. But are you giving that extra thank you? Here's some cookies. Here's a free lunch. Hey, here's a soda or water. I want to say thank you for taking care of my yard or, or spraying my yard for weeds or pests or those people that come and clean your house. Is there a little thank you note? Something to bless those people that do all of those things around your house. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Are you taking care of that field that you do own, the things that you do have, your house, your yard, or are you just letting it grow crazy that you go out there and as tall as I am, a whole merely five feet, (laughs) five feet that I am, that I would go out there and get lost in the yard. You know, are and you're like, well, Monica, I don't do yard work. I don't, I, that's just not my thing. Well, it says right here, she considers a field and buys it. And out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. It could go for the same thing as far as not only those that go out and, and say, okay, I want this property to be able to plant my garden. 
to work the crops to have those things coming in. Okay, we know that's right there. And if you're blessed enough to go out and go buy the land and plant a huge garden, then amen. But for those that right now you're like, hey, I just have a, a yard. You still purchased the yard, right? You still purchased it with your property. It came with the with the house. Are you taking care of it? Verse 17, she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. Are you, are you cleaning those toilets, ladies? Are you vacuuming, doing the dishes? Are you going about your work wholeheartedly? Working hard, vigorously. She's strong. She's doing it. She's putting everything into it. And and sometimes, you know, we are out there and yet we got a baby on our back as we're mowing the yard. Good Lord, these days, these these girls that that are newlyweds, they have everything for them. They have the, the swings and all that. You could put the baby on your back or on your front while you're mowing or while you're, you know, there's so many things you're like, good Lord, we didn't have this when I had my boys, when they were babies, these women have it made. Verse 18, she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. Are you bringing in that profit? Well, you know, those ladies that are working out there and you're bringing in that paycheck and you're saying, here's my contribution to our household. And it's not all about, well, I have to get my nails done and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I want to go out to lunch with the girls. You know, those are, those are rewards. Those are the blessings after we pay for our bills, after we take care of our household. And it's hard. Right now it is. It's hard. The, the, the so-called Bidenomics, you know, we understand, hey, I'm fighting too, right alongside with you. I've got to stop doing my nails. I have to maybe go an extra month without a haircut. You know, I, I'm learning to to garden. Those of you that have been following me and listening to me, you know, you know, I've been learning how to garden this summer. And now it's saving my husband money because now we can grow the crops during the summer and and celebrate with the harvest through the winter months. And so it saves him money. And I worked hard on those fields. I worked hard in my garden. I learned the ups and downs of that. Let's go to verse 19. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. I don't know what distaff meant. Well, where's my phone? Let's look it up right now. Let's do that. But it says she grasped the spindle with her fingers. You know, for those that are at home that are sewing, you know, back then, you know, in during the Israeli times or the Hebrew times, you know, they were making their clothes. They were sewing their clothes together. And all right. What is 
a distaff. A distaff. Oh, here it is. Is a stick or spindle onto which wool or flax is wound for spinning. So they're winding it all up and then they can go ahead like a sewing machine, ladies. Those of you that are still sewing. All right, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hand to the needy. You know, oftentimes we 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 cry and complain online about, well, what about all the poor uh, and the homeless people? But yet when we go by them, drive by them and we and we see the the old man or the people that are homeless on the streets, we turn our nose, we put our nose up in the air and roll our window up, make sure the doors are, are locked. Instead, why not throw a couple bags of ramen noodles in your car, a couple of bottles of water, an apple or, you know, things like that. Or, you know, instead of dropping off all of our goods at Goodwill, why not say, hey, Here's a bag of clothes. Here's a coat. Here's some sweats. That don't. Here's this. Are you opening your arms up to the poor? God is the one that said, "Blessed are the poor." God looks after those who are poor, who are needy. He always went after that, that underdog, so to speak. Are you taking care of the poor? Are you taking care of the needy? Those people, you know, with with finances being so tight right now. now. I've had people just like, man, Monica, I'm not making it. I'm this and I'm that. And I'm like, okay, here's what I know that you can do. Go bag a bag, go buy a bag of rice. If you've got 10 bucks, go get a bag of rice, go get some tortillas, go grab beans, and go do bean and cheese burritos with some rice, you know, or cook up the rice and throw it in there. Fill the your family's stomach with something cheap. Give them those ideas, you know, ramen noodles, throw some eggs in there. If you can spare a package, 10 bucks for some chicken, because who knows what the prices are where you live. Ramen noodles with some chicken thrown in there. Help the needy in the way that you can. And if you if you can spare a couple packages of hamburger meat, bless those. God says to bless them. Verse 21, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Your kids are dressed and prepared for winter. All right. She makes her coverings for her bed. You've got blankets on there. Everybody's warm. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Notice after all of these things, guys, now, or ladies, now it's your time to look fine as wine. Clothed in fine linen and purple. Right? There it is. After you've done everything. Then it even goes on to say that your husband is respected at the city gate. He's respected amongst the the town, the city you're in, the people that know him, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Important positions. Well, he's a boss at, at the job. He's a supervisor. 
You know, is she respected? She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. You know, making those things or selling the cookies, having the bake sales, creating ways to bring income in. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She's clothed clothed with strength and dignity. She's strong because she knows what she's capable of doing for her family. She provides for her family. She upholds that dignity. Your dignity is in Christ. Your dignity is within your family. Look, I am blessed because I have a husband who loves me and serves God, and my children call me blessed. You can laugh at the days to come because you have helped provide for your family. Do you speak with wisdom or are you on that phone gossiping about that lady at church or what he didn't do? Do you speak with wisdom? Do you do you help encourage others going, you know, we shouldn't talk like this. We shouldn't talk about the body of Christ like this. Is faithful instruction, good instruction on your tongue? Or are you on the phone going, well, would you look at Sally? She just, oh, she just rolled her eyes at Bobby. And can you believe it? The pastor said this. You know. Are you speaking with wisdom and faithful instruction? If not, ladies, we need to curb our tongue. We are very bad at doing that. We have to be a blessing to those that we are around. And it's okay to say, you know what, let's change the subject. Or you can just nonchalantly change the subject. And then 27, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, the idle talk, the, you know, and making sure that we do not have things in our house that do not please the Lord. Are we living lives worthy of the calling of the Lord that we don't have idle talk on our lips? And 28, her children arise and call her blessed. This is just what I was saying. Her husband also, and he praises her because she is the support to him. She encourages him. She is the Adrian and the Rocky. She encourages him. You can do it. Keep on going. I know you're tired. I know you hate this job. But you can do it. Are you praying with him? Are you reading at night with him? Are you encouraging him? Many women do noble things. They do good things, but you surpass them all. Are you constantly lifting your husband up to where he feels like a million bucks every day? Yes, it's hard. Yes, we get upset. Yes, we get impatient. Yes, sometimes they just irk us. I get it. But that's not what the word of God says we are supposed to do. We are supposed to bring every thought 
captive into the obedience of Christ and let God deal with those thoughts and say, no, I am not going to think of that right now, even though he drives me nuts. And instead, he drives me nuts in love because I'm crazy over him. And then verse 30 and 31, charm is deceptive. Charm only works for a little bit, ladies. And beauty is fleeting. Beauty will, will eventually leave. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who has that personal relationship. When that husband goes out to work, you kiss him, you send him off. You're either rolling over, going back to sleep, or you're getting up and you're praying for him and you're reading the word over him. And then the Lord says, or Solomon says, both say, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Notice that she never looked for praise amongst her family. It's like, well, sometimes us ladies go, you know what? Well, where's my recognition? Why didn't I get that good job, babe? Good job, honey. I brought, I made an extra 50 bucks today at the yard sale, or I made, you know, $20 today. I saved $20 by driving further to go fill up at Costco rather than Chevron. I saved 20 bucks there. We're always looking for that recognition or that girl. But God says, take care of your household and you will be praised at the city gates or within your community. So I just wanted to encourage you all today to be, be that noble wife. Continue to strive for him. All right. And so with that, I will talk to you next week. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey with constant growth and transformation, as well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate. And share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits abound.